Hey everybody, welcome into week four of the Lambda League podcast. A um, couple things I want to get into today. First will be injuries, and then I'll do the matchups of this week. And I will save uh, next week's matchups for later on sometime this week. And then I will follow up with this week's Dick of the Week. Um, starting with the injuries, I had actually quite a few of them this week. Uh, some obviously more important on fantasy teams than others. Uh, Marcus Mariota went down. I don't think he ended up going back in the game, so that may um, hurt Creech a little bit long-term. It's obviously going to hurt their receiving core uh, quite a bit with Matt Castle being the backup there. He's not exactly the best backup in the world. Um, Derek Carr was injured. It sounds like he could be back next week, but that's a – I think there's like a back problem, I think is what it was. Uh, same thing with Ty Montgomery. Um, he could potentially be back this week. Sounds like it was just cracked ribs, not – broken ribs. I don't really know the difference. Um, Devontae Adams is still in the concussion protocol, and I don't know if he's going to be back or not. But the big ones, Chris Carson broke his ankle. He is for sure out for a while. Dalvin Cook towards ACL, and he's out for the season. Um, Pretty big blows to both Creech and Jesse. Um, So getting into the matchups this week, starting with Jamal and myself, um, I'm a little upset with the way it turned out, and you'll hear more about this later on. But um, just a couple things that were a little frustrating to me. Michael Thomas um, played well, eight receptions, 89 yards, had a lot of the targets early on from Drew Brees. But the 80, 89 receiving yards is really frustrating to me because he he didn't necessarily drop any passes, but he didn't catch passes that he probably could have when going across the middle. I saw two of them that would have easily put him over 100 yards and get that bonus. And it's frustrating when your player gets so close um, and doesn't get it. Just like Des Bryant got close on his five catches for 98 yards and did not get over that hump. So I guess that's it's kind of fair that we both had one of those guys. Um, Calvin Benjamin had a, a breakout game for me. Only had four catches, but 104 yards really needed that, along with Charles Clay, which at the time was the pickup of the week, in my opinion. Um, but if we're going to start doing a pickup of the week segment, I would love to give Charles Clay... Um, some props on playing so well this week, but you have to give that to Jesse and Greg Zerline who had like 27 points as a kicker, which is just nuts. Um, so let's hope that Jesse is streaming kickers and he will drop him at some point. Um, other than that, you know, I'm getting smoked by Jamal. I'm, I'll probably score 160 points. That's my projection right now, but it really sucks to score 160 points and lose, but I'm for sure going to lose. He's at 175 already. And uh, again, you'll hear more of my complaining a little bit later, but he had a big week from obviously Jordy Nelson, Le'Veon Bell, Seattle's defense, and all of his defensive players had double-digit points, and that's you, nine times out of ten. If that happens, you're going to win. So a uh, very good week for Jamal. Can't say I didn't see this coming. I kind of uh, I did pick it last week, and it's just based on matchups. I mean, he had really good matchups, and uh, his players hadn't really played to their ability until this week. So I think that's a big part of the reason why. Um, he's playing as well as they are. And if the, his players continue to play to their ability, I think Jamal has one of, if not the best team. But it's the problem is consistency. And, you know, Matt Ryan scoring five fantasy points is consistent for him this year. He's not playing super great. But when he scored five fantasy points and you still put up 175, potentially 185 with Chris Thompson going tonight, you're in a pretty good position. So I'm a little pissed off this week, if you can't tell. Um, the next matchup we've got, this is actually a pretty intriguing one to me. I thought it was going to be a lot higher scoring on both ends, but between Scott and 
and Creech. Um, Scott's projected to get 128, Creech projected at 114. Right now it's a 13-point difference, and Scott has Kelsey remaining, Creech has Justin Houston remaining. And with Creech being down 13, I would say, yeah, it's not you know, it's not going to be close. Scott's going to win. Um, it's going to be pretty, pretty obvious that Scott wins because he has Kelsey. Now, if it was tied and they had he had Kelsey and Justin Houston was going for Creech, I would say it would be really close because as much as I do love Kelsey, Justin Houston just plays well on Monday night games like Sunday night, Monday night. Uh, he just he's a different player. And last year, I think they played the Broncos and he had three sacks on a th- might have been a Thursday night game. And to have three sacks and a forced fumble and, you know, a few tackles, it, pretty soon you're at 15 points. And that's realistically what you can't actually expect that out of Justin Houston, but that would not be out of the norm for him to have a game like that, um, especially on a Monday night game. So with Kelsey going, though, Scott's pretty much got this in the bag. Um, poor Creech. I mean, he's got some injury problems. Mariota went out and he was, wasn't playing great, but he had a couple rushing touchdowns through a couple picks. Um, anybody that had a Miami player at all was going to have a bad week, but he had two of them, Devontae Parker, who, uh, scored six points, actually not terrible. And JHI, they just got away from the running game, I think, because they got down pretty quickly there towards halftime and didn't have any points by then. Just thought they had to throw the ball the whole time. So Ajayi only had three points. Um, but other than that, you know, Ezekiel Elliott had 20 for Creech and basically carried his team. Minnesota's defense played pretty well for him, 17 there. But on the other side, Brady is really the only thing that Scott had going for him this week too. And fortunately he hooked up with Chris Hogan. So he double dipped there. Um, also had a decent showing out of his, um, defensive players. CJ Mosley with 13 is, is a really good week, really good play for him this week. So, um, congrats to Scott on what seems to be victory. Uh, what is a for sure victory is George playing Brandon. Brandon will get his first loss of the season. His team is finally playing to their lack of ability. Um, he had 128 points and has no one left to play. And George, on the other hand, has 154 points and still has Jameson Crowder to play tonight, who I think will have a decent uh, game if he plays, he is questionable. But I think of a decent game because of his, um, the, because of playing in the slot and who is normally covering him is out with injury. So I, I don't know who it's going to be honestly for the Chiefs, but probably Mit- Mitchell. But um, either way, I see a decent game out of him if he plays. But George had a really big week with Russell Wilson, Blau, Powell, and Houston's defense all scoring twenty five plus points. Um, so props to him. Same thing with Brandon. You can't just rely on the same two players to carry every week, and that's kind of what he's been doing. Um, Aaron Rodgers, Todd Gurley, Sammy Watkins, but Watkins you know, really didn't do a whole lot, and then some of his other players really didn't do much either. So tough week for him. I do think he'll bounce back, but um, it always sucks to lose your first game. And, of course, now there's two of us that are losing our first game in the same week, and nobody is uh, is undefeated anymore. All right, the next matchup that we're going to look at is between Jesse and Brian, and this one is also over with. Um, shouldn't be technically, but Jesse is favored 100% to win. He's at 163. Brian's at 94. Brian has Kirk Cousins to play, and uh, I believe Derek Johnson as well. So 
Um, it's going to be tough for him to to do too much. I think Brian can just assume that this one's kind of in the bag. Once, like I said, one sixty three ninety four. There's there's nothing you can do with two players at that point except for hope that Kirk Cousins doesn't get injured. So um, big week out of Jameis Winston. A lot of the talking heads on ESPN stuff were saying that Winston was going to have a tough week this week facing the Giants because their secondary is pretty decent and they got everybody healthy again. Um, so props to Jesse for um, you know kind of staying with his his guy there because he does have Derek Carr who he could have easily played as well. Oh, and Jared Goff. I forgot about him. Uh, actually had a pretty decent game himself. But 30 points out of Jameis Winston is pretty amazing. Like I said before, Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg, Legatron with 27 points. That's amazing. So the pickup, let's start a segment here. We're going to do it right now. Pickup of the week is Greg Zerline. Um, so props to you, Jesse, in picking him up. And I know you didn't plan on him scoring 27 points with his projection at 7.9. But congratulations on that as if you needed it. Um, also had, also, I'd like to point out that I think defenses and defensive players get overlooked in our league and you see some, when you see someone put up like 163 or 185 points, it's because of the, the defensive play and the defensive players play. And I mean, just look at the difference. Brian's defense scored 24 points, which is great, but his other defensive players scored two, five and seven that have played and mine are the same way. I had my defense scored 20. I think my defensive players scored like eight, four and a half, zero thus far. And that's not good. That's not going to cut it. And um, actually, I think I had another one in there too. But either way, I mean, when you're getting single digits there, there's a big difference than when people are scoring. I mean, look at Jesse. He's got Keekly scored 13. Shazier's 13 and a half. Tyron Matthew, 15. Calias Campbell, seven and a half. And... I mean, you got some guys like Calais Campbell. He's sack dependent. You know, you're you're hoping that he gets a sack basically, because he's not going to get you seven tackles and a fumble recovery or anything. He's got he's get in there to get sacks. Um, so I just I think that's something that gets overlooked in our league, and we start focusing on some you know like tight ends and stuff like that. And all oh, tight ends are important, apparently to Jesse, who has three on his roster, two of which are always injured. Um, I just think that's a big big for big portion and big factor in our league that we don't necessarily talk about a whole lot. So um wanted to give it a little bit of airtime for all you listeners out there or both of you listeners out there. Um so the last game then and probably the most important game as of right now, Crook is leading Runyon eighty seven to eighty three. Crook's at a sixty five percent favorite and uh, who's he have going tonight? He has Tyreek Hill and maybe Jordan Reed if he plays. If he doesn't play, doesn't look like Crook has a plan for him if he doesn't play. Um, I actually picked up Vernon Davis yesterday just in case Doug Baldwin didn't play. And Crook texted me and said, hey, what are you doing picking up Vernon Davis? Well, I had a reason for it. And now Crook is saying, well, if he doesn't play, I don't have a tight end to play. Because his plan was to pick up Vernon Davis, thinking he should be available, so which does suck for him a little bit. But since he is in the losers' division, uh, I will expect him to lose. And Mike is in the winners' division. I will be cheering for the winner, Mike, um, who has Terrell Pryor playing tonight and Zach Brown playing tonight, his uh, linebacker. So 
it's going to be tough for Mike. I mean, like I said, he's down four points right now, but the difference between Pryor and Hill last season may not be a ton, but this year has been quite a bit thus far. And then the difference between Jordan Reed and Zach Brown, assuming Jordan Reed plays, is pretty pretty, uh, pretty big as well. So I think Crook's going to end up winning this, and it's a little frustrating for him, I assume, to not have somebody to play there if Jordan Reed doesn't play tonight. But that's going to be the key to this to this matchup. If Jordan Reed plays tonight, I think Crook has it in the bag. If he doesn't, he's going to take a lot out of Tyreek Hill and basically need nothing out of Pryor. Um, because Zach Brown, the middle linebacker there, he's going to get his, I mean, seven, eight, nine points, no matter where he's been pretty consistent over the last couple of seasons. So, um, that's really what I have on that. So we will move on to the Dick of the week. I was going to go Bobby Wagner cause I got, I was really close against Jamal. I think we were like, I don't know, four or six, maybe 10, something like that points apart last night. There was about five or six minutes to go in the game and, Seattle had it in the bag. I mean, they from the start of the second half, I think it was 18-18 at halftime, and from the start of the second half, they were just dominating on both ends of the field. And so I, at the time, was thinking, okay, just not a t- no sacks for the defense. He has their defense, and he has Bobby Wagner. And um, I had Baldwin, Doug Baldwin, and thinking, okay, offense, hold on to the football, lots of screen plays, get the ball to Baldwin. Def- and, of course, they score quickly and they balls out of their hands. And then Jacoby Brissett just starts taking over. And by taking over, I mean ruining my fantasy team. And so he has a interception for a touchdown, which was in the first half. And then the second half, he has a, with again, five minutes to go. He fumbles the ball, which they get a sack out of. So there's a sack and then he fumbles the ball. It's recovered by Bobby Wagner. So he gets a fumble recovery out of Bobby Wagner and a fumble recovery out of his defense. And then he returns it for a touchdown to get a touchdown for Bobby Wagner and a touchdown for his defense, which is a 19-point play for Jamal. That's probably the highest scoring fantasy play that we've had this season, maybe ever. But it, it was really frustrating to me and demoralizing because at the time I'm thinking I'm – I have a chance. Like I always feel like I have a chance, even if you know you're 25 points away and you got one player. Well, if that one player is a running back and he's your best running back, like I have playing, then you know you think, okay, there's a shot because he. I mean, I'm averaging 28 points at that position, and it, that's what I would have needed. Well, now I need like 44 points and basically nothing out of um, Chris Thompson tonight, and neither of those are going to happen. So. Um, Jacoby Brissett is my dick of the week. Again, I was going to give it to Bobby Wagner, but you can't really give it to him for doing his job. You know, he he did really well. Jacoby Brissett, you are the dick of the week. So, although week uh, four is not in the bags, this podcast is, and I appreciate those of you who actually are listening to it. Like I said, I'll probably have another one later this week to review the upcoming matchups for uh, for week five. As always, if anyone's interested in joining, please let me know. Until next time, we'll talk to you then.